ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. So you 
can use for your service, Lord, that my life might count for you. second session. Next week is the third session. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have the sessions until what I must finish sharing has been shared. Is it a good thing? Yes. But what the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you is found in the mega church. And I want to talk about one of the powerful teachings we have received in this church from our Father. And it is found in the last chapter of the mega church chapter number 15 and you will you will see there that there are principles for church growth principles and one of the principles for um, church growth is the principle of the 
scholarly pastor. The scholarly pastor. Say the scholarly pastor. Now, so I'm reading from the mega church. So it says the principle of the scholarly pastor. A pastor must be scholarly. That is, must be interested in scholarship. Must be interested in education. A pastor must love schooling. There must be schooling in your life as a pastor. And you love the schooling so much that you are called a scholarly pastor. Beautiful. 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 By this, Bishop says, I simply mean that pastors should develop themselves academically. Academically. And when we say pastors, we mean church workers must develop themselves academically. There must be an academic dimension to your work. So you can see that the few years we have been here, we have not behaved well as pastors, raising leaders. There must be an academic dimension to the ministry. You can't do the work of God without an academic dimension. You can't. You won't do well. He said, I have never been to Bible school. I only attended medical school. Yet, I have learned so much about the ministry by reading. I always have several books that I am reading at the same time. I believe in reading, studying, and acquiring knowledge. How could I rise above the handicap of having no formal training only by reading? And in our case, only by being taught. Because some of you, to read, you must be guided in your reading. You must watch a video which will stimulate reading. All I'm saying tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is that there cannot any church, any pastor listening to me, whether you are listening on podcast or radio or whatever, you cannot say that you are raising leaders without an academic program. You can't just leave people to just do witnessing and outreach or whatever. There must be an academic dimension. There is a difference between ministers who read books and those who do not. Those who do not read are no better than those who cannot read. Those who do not read are doomed to be ruled by those who read. Always in any church, those who are doing very well and, and, and they are their ministry excellence is sustained. Because you see, 
you can, there's something we call in English a flash in a pan. You just do well, like uh, uh, LP said, sporadically. Sometimes we see people's um, a graph of their attendance and you see that low, 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 and one day there's a spike. Then they are dead, no, then there's a spike. It shows that the person isn't being guided by knowledge. I'm teaching. Paul the apostle was a reader of books and parchments. He deemed his books so important that he asked Timothy to bring them to him. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 13. 2 Timothy 4 verse 13. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee and the books. My dear friend, listen to me please. Ministry is not just running around gathering members for basin. Ministry is not just organizing a basenta meeting. Ministry is not just preaching. You must be interested in books and all the paraphernalia and accompaniments of the ministry. Paul was asking, when was the last time you asked somebody to get you a book? Don't you rather want ask someone to bring you a wig or to bring you a blouse? Bring me the bag. And look behind the wardrobe. There's a pair of shoes. And the, and the color is greenish. It matches the bag. So when was the last time you called for a book? But Paul is asking for a book. Especially the parchments. That is the little scrolls on sheets. Prophet Daniel read the books that Jeremiah wrote. In Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 2. Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books. You understand how to witness, how to bask, how to pray, how to wait on God by books. You understand how to preach by video, see books, those days they didn't have videos, they didn't have audios. I can tell you for sure that if there were videos and cassette tapes, Daniel would have included them as the source of his understanding. The only thing they had then were scrolls, sheets with very wonderful calligraphy, calligraphy calligraphy <laughs> I'm saying if there were videos we would have seen that I Daniel understood by video. so don't be confused when you see books it represents all the sources of knowledge so you are a theologian were there books at that time Bishop, no. 
uh, 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 videos are, are meant. At all, Bishop. Were there cassettes? At all, Bishop. Vinyl records, gramophone records, imposter. Not possible. Bishop. Only books. If I, in fact, in fact, I will tell you, I will tell you that for Daniel to have books, I mean, if it is true that he had books, then he was using the most sophisticated sources of knowledge. Because the books were, books, is it books? Daniel reading books? But maybe the translators made a mistake. Because at this time, it was close. So if Daniel truly understood by books, it means that he was hooked on into the highest form of impartation of knowledge. So to be here in the 21st century and you are not into podcasts, you are not into videos, you are not into online materials, you are not into things that help you to, to, to gain knowledge, it means that the, there is no call on your life. I repeat, I've never known this. I've seen this verse all my life. Today is the first time I'm noticing that the word there is books. If it is true, because sometimes you can translate things and you know use other things, other words. But if the word is really books, then it's like somebody who goes to space to read a book and come back. Oh yes. I mean, it's just like somebody who says that I understood by going to the moon to read certain materials and coming back. Because books, a book in Daniel's time, I almost have my doubts. But the word is books. So you are sitting here, you are a pastor, lady pastor. I mean, but if I said if Daniel had books, then everybody who is worth any level of ministry should have an iPad. Oh yes. Yes. I'm I'm saying that have the highest technology around. At that time, books represented the highest technology. Highest. There was nothing higher than books except visions and dreams. Oh, I've learned something already myself. I didn't know this. You see, when you see books, you may think, oh, it's just nothing. But I'm saying to you that this was the highest. We, we need to have shepherds, like when we call for um, uh, um, the root rally session, you must have some, 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 some um, speakers that are hanging above your head. I mean, something, something like some an extract in a sci-fi novel. I 
Like when we are watching videos, some of you should have some, some, some virtual screens in front of you. You just tap it in there. Ah, is he mad? It's not mad. He has a special device. Samsung has come up with some virtual reality something. And, and you, some of you should even be wearing some 3D something. And it takes you to the camp. The camp. The camp in England. You are there. Virtual reality. I'm saying that you must, you must fight to enter the highest level of technology. You can't be here and be reading paper Bible. stood by books. Clap your hands. I've seen something today. People like Daniel and Paul read books. It is no surprise that they went far in the ministry. So we can say that people like Daniel watch videos, listen to audio messages, Watch online videos. Had their own personal uh, tablets with videos. Yes. And so he said that it's no surprise that what? It's no surprise. It's no surprise that they went far in the ministry. There are many ministers who also need some secular education. And that's what Anna said. She has been, she has not been to a God school before. You can't do ministry without what happened here last Friday. You can't. You can't. Stop it and go home. You can't. You're in the wrong place. Whatever prevents you from being here on Friday night has validated your exit from the ministry. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Your mother died. Your husband died. Whatever it is has been sent into your life to eliminate you. You are doing ministry, there's no class you are attending, there's no book you are reading. Abba! Let's go on, I'm reading. There are many ministers who also need some secular education. They will do well to educate themselves in important subjects like administration, law, medicine, and history. Administration is important in a church because many aspects of the church have to be run in a secular way. Like school, a school bell. Let's have a school bell. Have classrooms. Have administration. Have a vice chancellor. Yes, we are running a school here. We have consulted the church's theologians like Bishop Asso, uh, um, um, uh, 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 what do you call it, Bishop Kobe, Pastor Al, all these are theologians, charismatic theologians, professors. Before we came out with that document, which I'm learning tonight is an excellent curriculum for ministry formation. Clap your hands for Jesus. Things have to be managed properly. Accounts to be prepared. Salaries have to be determined and paid. People have to be employed and dismissed. (laughs) Things simply have to be done properly. And it's only in a school setting. That is why it will be be the height of, 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 of evil 
for you to allow a basenta leader working as a basenta leader who doesn't attend the night school then it is the height of 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 idiocy in your in your life as a pastor or as a CEO it's a height a basenta leader under you doesn't come here and the person is still working freely then you are either a wicked person or you don't understand what we are doing Let's read. Things simply have to be done properly. A good study of administration and management will do the church of God a lot of good. The study of law is also important for pastors and churches. Churches enter into contracts and the law of contract becomes important. This is a doctor writing. There are laws that affect property acquisition. This is a doctor writing. The law of property then becomes important to the pastor. There are laws that concern marriage. A doctor is writing. Pastors have to be well versed in the laws that exist. God does not want his ministers to be ignoramuses. I'm not a lawyer, but I know quite a bit about law because I've taken an interest in it for my own sake. Be interested in sitting down for someone who is higher than you to impart a little sense into you as a basenta leader. A good understanding of medicine is also important. A pastor, which is what you get when you listen to camps. You listen, you hear all, all manner of things. Camps is not for points. If you want points, then get a textbook. All the textbooks have got, there's, there's no deviation from the, from the subject matter in a textbook or in a book. Camp, you hear things, jokes, people's comments, I was listening to a camp this morning before coming to church. And Bishop was interviewing a pastor that if you were going to die tonight, you knew you were going to die tonight, what would be the most, I mean, what would be your last words? Because he was preaching from Matthew 28. And then the pastor, and the pastor said, oh, my last words will be that I will show, two pastors were called. One said, I'll show my w- wife where I have some money. The past words and so on. So that um, he, she finds, she, you know, gets the money to pay the children's school fees and rent and all those things. This camp was in England. And then he asked another pastor also, if we're dying, the same question. What will be your last words? So, so, he said, I'll, 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 show, I'll tell my wife that she must work hard to get money. <laughs> so, so, so there are two husbands right there one has got some savings somewhere for the children for emergency one has nothing one has nothing then he asked another husband what would you do if you were if you were going to die this evening he said oh um, I'll say a few things very important things to my wife so, so what, what are the things you tell your wife so, oh I'll tell her the first thing that she shouldn't marry <laughs> He said, if my wife marries, I'll resurrect from the grave. I don't want anybody to share her with me. Hey! What a pastor. Is it not wickedness? But he thinks it's love. As I was listening, I was just happy. I was learning. I'm saying that if you want points, then go and read Good General. 
Or one of you is a devil. Camps, you learn about marriage, you learn about life, how to keep a home, what to do in marriage, you learn about medicine, you learn about engineering, you hear somebody's story. I mean, that is how we learn and we educate ourselves. And you don't want to read books. You don't want to watch videos. You are just there gathering people into buses. I'm not surprised you have only four members. Oh, yes, I'm happy you're also reading with me. Am I reading well? Very good. I understood by books. This is 400 BC. <laughs> a pastor, like a doctor, often deals with terminally ill people. A pastor, most of the, I saw one today, a terminally ill, not, not physically terminally ill as in cancer, but when I looked at him, I, I was wondering when this man would be saved. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are terminally ill spiritually. There's no use in a pastor not appreciating the conditions of their members. It is important to have a basic understanding of what is going on around you. I've seen pastors declaring healing based on ridiculous and presumptuous premises. Because you don't know what is, what is, what is going on. How absurd we sometimes look to the professionals of this world. They know we are completely unlearned in certain areas. That's why we were at the camp. When we were dancing, and a, a civil engineer came and whispered that the way we are dancing up and down, we are causing resonance. We're on the first floor of a building. He doesn't know, he's not too sure of the integrity of the structure. And I, and I listen to him, because I understand what he's saying. Yes. Hmm. Another area that pastors need a bit of education in is history and politics just read just watch videos just watch watch documentaries my sister it is not it is not it is not stylish to be ignorant it's just stupidity read watch videos you are a pastor and time is passing every day that passes yesterday I the Holy Spirit telling me. And I practiced it. He said, every day passes. He said, no day should pass without you looking into a book to read something very important. Acquiring. Every day you must read something. Yesterday, just yesterday. I went to a wedding, from the wedding, as a wedding, funeral. I was coming to church. Between the funeral and the church, I lay in bed and read something. And that thing, it, was, it blessed me so much that I had to take notes. Are just there. Okay, let's go on. History shows the rise and the fall of tyrants. It shows strengths which keep repeating themselves. The Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. In fact, the Bible predicts that the past will repeat itself over and over again. You are in the ministry, you are the leader. You must read and listen to messages about the cell system. Dr. Cho's cell system. You hear very wonderful anecdotes. Do you know anecdotes? You don't know anecdotes. <laughs> For those of you who want to know the future, how many of you want to know the future? It is basically, the future is basically the past repeated. 
Yes. That's why people who, the, the older you get, the more prophetic you become because you've seen things repeating themselves. What you are doing, it will end up like this. Yes. But the idiots don't know that this thing I'm doing, this is how, some people have done it. But always we think that we have a good reason to fool around. What you don't know is that everybody who did what you are doing also thought he had a good reason. How many of you want to know the future? It's just the past. Repeat it. Clap your hands. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. The thing that has been is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there's no new thing under the sun. Verse 10. Let's end the meeting. Quickly verse 10. Next verse, verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new. It has been already of old time. Yes. Oh, this is new. It is new to you. But your grandfather knows that what is Buddhist his cousin did it and went mad. Abba, is there anything that it might be said? Hey, have you noticed that? Have you seen that? The pastor left the church and he's taking the church to court and the pastor has done, hey, I've not seen that before. And there's someone who will laugh. <laughs> you don't read books. You realize that it was done to John Wesley. <laughs> you don't read your books. You don't read books. You read books. <laughs> You realize, oh, William Booth was again to court. <laughs> Have you seen the pastor who has left the church and he's posting some things about the. <laughs> if not, right? Redeemed Christian church. It was that. <laughs> you don't know what happened in Winners Chapel 12 years ago. The same thing. The same. The same. That one, they, they even printed um, pamphlets. And said, I cry here. They stood a circle and shared the pamphlet. Uh, did you see one of the pamphlets? Yes. Yes. Was, then there was no Facebook. So, what you are seeing on Facebook, it's been, I mean, it's, it's, you don't read. That's why you are afraid. Those who have read, who have seen, who have experienced, they know how it will end. Just allow time. Today, we are talking about the scholarly pastor. Yeah. It's a principle. Kenneth Hagin, he said something that blessed me. I was listening to him a few days ago. It was so powerful, I had to write it down. He said, you cannot believe, we are talking about faith, that you cannot believe beyond your actual knowledge of God's word. Yes, you cannot your faith can never rise above your knowledge of God's word. Kaduma sukata kataba. And I will add that you cannot believe and behave beyond your actual knowledge of God's word. You don't know what to do as a shepherd. You, you see, most of you, what you are doing, it is your knowledge that limits you. Nobody can rise above the knowledge you have. Abba. So two lady pastors, two reverends, 
they are operating at different levels. One is at a super ultra supersonic level. One is floundering on the ground. Why? Is it that one is away and one is a fancy? There's no respect of persons with God. Stop what you are doing. It's knowledge. You can never believe and behave above your actual knowledge of God's word. It's what you know that determines how you perform. Why am I having this meeting? I know from God's word that this is what I should do. What you are doing in the ministry is just a reflection of your level of knowledge. I'm about to show you. Can you turn the Bibles? I I, want to show you one reason why people don't know anything. (laughs) I, I think it's a very good point for us to just know. One reason why most shepherds don't know anything. Kataya. This, this is the second session. Next week is the third what? Session. session. God willing, we shall be here. First Timothy 6 verse 12. Is it there? First Timothy 6 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Please, now, at this point, you can't afford to be distracted. You must focus because what, and when we finish, I'll put this message on the podcast. Go for it. When God speaks once, you hear how many times? Twice. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many with but, but, but my interest is in the first statement. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, now, what is faith? How does faith come about? Romans 10 17. Romans 10 17. So then. Faith that you must fight for, it comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you add 1 Timothy 6.12 plus Romans 10.17 by substitution and elimination, you will realize that he's saying that fight the good fight. He says fight the good fight of faith. And faith, yes, fight the good fight of faith. Now, the other verse in uh, Romans 10, 17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, if you put the two together, it's saying that fight the good fight of hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, hearing the word of God is a fight. It's not easy. That's why they are 99% 99% of leaders are ignoramuses. Faith comes by hearing. So if you are fighting the good fight of faith, 
It means you are fighting the good fight of hearing and hearing by God's word. Because it's a fight. No devil will allow you. He knows what you can do with knowledge. Ah, but don't you know that many of us in here could have been chartered accountants at age 24? See, done. Like in KPMG. Hello? Law. 20 year olds are finishing law. 22 finishing law school. The last one I heard was 19. Law. Law. 19. 19 law. The reason why you are here looking for a job without any profession is that you joked with knowledge. It is in the interest of your enemy. Who doesn't want you to do well? It's in their interest to ensure that you joke with knowledge. Once you joke with knowledge, you are a beggar. I can never be poor. I can never. I'm a medical doctor. I can never be poor. The little gare and rice I'll give my children as a doctor. Abba. I don't need no hospital to practice. You need somebody's business to. I just outline like this a stethoscope, a table and chair under a tree, and a cardboard box, and I've written Edwin Morgan Clinic International. Why? Why? Am I more special than you? I have knowledge that you don't have. Abba, when a carpenter is going to work by day, or somebody, this laborers by day with a pickaxe and whatever they strike, when I'm going to, I go with a pen in my hand. When I'm coming out, thousands of dollars are in my hand. Learn guts. Wake up, wake up. Some of you, your enemies are happy. The evil spirits in your family, they are happy that you messed up in SHS. Because they know you'll be a beggar forever. Okay, it's over. Don't joke with it here. Hello, 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 hello. I'm talking about the scholarly pastor. Fight the good fight of hearing. To fight the good fight of hearing, you may need to cut some expenditures and then spend money on a good device that makes you have readily available material to learn and to hear. I'm saying that here you will never be allowed to just be there. Like you are there, no, then a, a camp is ah, for two days. For two days, a song has been ringing in my spirit. And I wish I could have the song. I have it. And, but I know that when I play that song, it will take me out of a camp I'm listening to now. Because for me to, to, to listen, because the camp and the song, that particular song, they're in the same folder. So I must exit the camp and then go into another, another subfolder and pick the song. And my soul will be happy. My spirit will be happy. My what? My soul will be very happy. But I fought myself. I fought. I told myself, you will not listen to any song. When you take your phone, you, when, you, the, when you press, it's the message which is continuing. Are you... Hey, 
May I listen to gospel music? I mean, to first love music. My dear friend, first love music cannot compare to a camp. You can't spend your life listening to music. Get up! Stand up. You can't spend your time listening to music. Ministers are not into music. There should be one week that you, you have had sound around you and none of it has a guitar. It's just talking. I don't listen to unbelievers, unbeliever music. You are, not, are you into worldly music? Yes, but even gospel music, there are times that it becomes a curse to you. You are a pastor, la. You are a pastor. But you, you, you don't go anywhere with music. That's what I talk about. Music for what? What do you mean music? What are you doing with music? You don't know how to build a basanta. You don't know how to organize a camp. You don't know how to witness, how to counsel. You know nothing about, uh, 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 um, what do you call it? Waiting on God. And you are listening to what? Don't say, oh, 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 you can. Oh, you can. Kai! Is it bad music? What? Very good music. I, I have music. I've got nothing less than 100 gig of music on my phone. 100 gigabytes of music on my phone. 100 what? Gigabytes of music on my phone. The phone is a one terabyte memory. One T. One T. It's a hard drive I'm carrying around. With music. 120 gigabytes of music. But I know what I'm looking for. And I know because I heard something Bishop said yesterday. If I was listening to music, I would have missed it. And it would have affected today's preaching I preached. You don't know. You see, as you are operating, you don't know that you are operating below your capacity because there is something you should have known before doing what you are doing. And you don't know. So as you are doing it, you are doing it, but you are at level two. But in the beginning, it was not so. You should have been doing it at level eight. You are listening to music. Music. Did you say music? Gospel music? At this time? You've got four members who are listening to gospel music? It's been one year with two members. You are listening to gospel music? But you don't understand what you are doing. Music for what? Oh, my soul must be a... a, a I, I, want, I, I want to be happy and I want to, uh, to have a release. A release? A release. Do this is the word release? I'm saying that I have over a hundred gigabytes of music on my phone. It can be weeks. I was amazed at myself. At the way I, it was, a, you know, you are there and a the song hits you. And that song makes me pray. It makes me pray. I could have listened to it. and Acquiring knowledge is higher than area Godaka. 
Fight. Fight the good fight of hearing the word of God. It's a fight. It's a fight you must, some of you must fight with money, fight with common sense, fight with discipline. Yes, fight with sacrificing sleep. What you did last night, uh, last Friday night, was a fight you were fighting. It's, it was a fight to hear the word of God. It's a fight. It's a fight. You don't fight it, you are eliminated. So, so there are people who experience evil. Because, you see, not having knowledge, you see, your relevance as a minister, as a boss, some of you are not relevant in the system. <laughs> your relevance is directly related to your ability to fight, to acquire knowledge. I'll take it again. I like it when Grace is singing and say, I'll take it again. Yes. Some of you are irrelevant. If you die now, it it, it won't affect the church service. But this lady, listen up. No devil can touch her. Because if this girl dies, this shines, it it shines his presence. If this girl dies, his, his present service will not be the same service. Last night, she alone, she carried 61 people on buses to the church. One. How many did you bring? You are irrelevant. I said you are irrelevant. Anybody who wants to, who is looking for you should come for you. I said anybody looking for you should come for you. You are not relevant. You have, you have, you have, you have, Determined to make yourself irrelevant. And if I have only two minutes to pray for my church members, and I have got Florence Tofa there, and I've got what is your name? Judith. Suzette. I'll pray for Florence Tofa ten times before I come and pray. How many did you bring yesterday? Today? 281. 21. Ah, it's also a lot. And, and you brought how many to church? You? Six. Six. Sir, you are writing a lot of notes. Very good. How many did you bring to church? Six. Yes, six. You were a shepherd from Adenta. Are you not Edward Dacon? Yes. Yes, he brought six. And she brought 61. If I have only two minutes. <laughs> I have only two minutes to say a prayer. A prayer of deliverance. You, tell me who I should pray for. Abba. So the harvest is plenteous, the laborers are few. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he may send what? Labor. So our prayers must be directed at people who help very much in the gathering. And she is bringing 61 and you are bringing 6. According to Matthew 9.38, who should I pray for? You yourself. Tell me who I should pray for. Hello? As, who should I pray for? Florence. Florence. Of us, of us. <laughs> your, 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 your relevance, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 9. New Living Translation. 
Please sit down with your six members. Mommy, please sit down with your mega church. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 9. Somebody is sitting there without glasses. New Living Translation. No, no, no. Watch this. Everybody look at it. I'm saying that your relevance is limited to your capacity to fight for knowledge. Anybody who is not involved, he said, fight. It's a good fight. Fight the good fight of hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a fight. <laughs> Have you not seen that? Every time you're going to read your Bible, the phone rings or a text message comes. You will never be allowed to have your quiet time. If you will have it, you've got to fight. <laughs> is, is, is anybody, when you start your quiet time, you remember something on Facebook you should have checked and some, something you should have checked. Before you know it, you are on Facebook. How many of you are in English? Just, just honestly. Like you were, you were having your quiet time. Before, you don't know how it happened. Before you knew it, you were, you, you were, you were reading news. Keep this in mind. Ecclesiastes 12, 9. The teacher was considered wise. The teacher, the pastor leader, the pastor was considered wise. And he taught the people everything he knew. We don't need fools as teachers. We need wise people as teachers. Now, who is a wise teacher? He teaches everything he knows. So, if you don't know anything... You won't teach anything. The wise teacher, that's what, teaches everything he knows. And if you don't know anything, one you teach is gas. Gas. So? So? Watch it, watch it, watch it. We don't end it. He listened carefully to many proverbs. He was soaking. A wise teacher listens to messages. He listened carefully. A wise teacher soaks. I'm preaching about the scholarly pastor. A wise teacher soaks carefully many proverbs, studying and classifying them. Verse number 10. The teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. I'm getting mad. Something is happening to me. The two of us can say the same thing. How you will say it will confuse your members. How she will say it will bless the members. So a good teacher who is wise looks, looks for ways to express himself. That's why we listen to a pastor preaching. It's not because we don't have anything to do. Because we have something to say. And I need to know how to say it. Is there? The right words to express truths. I said what? The right words to express truth. You speak rubbish. It is in finding the right words to express truths that we go into a deep search. Have you not seen that? I can give you the same book. How can I say thanks? Preach it in shine. And I will also take, how can I say thanks? And preach it in redemption. There will be two different messages. No, in fact, in fact, anybody who was in shine today, 
or his presence yesterday and happen to be around during the redemption time will know that the message I preached in redemption was a few, a few knots different from the message I preached in sign. Why? Because these are children and I need to have the right words to minister to the little boys and girls. Saskatchewan. Acts 6 verse 7. We are closing. Acts 6 and verse 7. You are teaching old. Reverend Lester will give the will give the nina. That thing you give for the Bassanjali. What is it called? A, a teaching guide. Guide. You have the guide. He has the guide. He has the guide. But two of you are speaking gases. Because it's not enough to be given a manual. It's also important to have the right words to express. So you go and listen to a message Bishop has preached on the same subject. So when you stand, Kai, say, I will have the right words. Say, I will look for the right words. Say, I will teach the right words. Say, I will speak the right words. Acts 6 7. Watch it. And the word of God increased. And the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. I don't think. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Let's all read together. One, go. As we end. One, go. And word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Say, so you are in the, you are a senior pastor in the church. You know, most of these leaders don't obey anything. There is a direct, it's called direct proportionality. The relationship is not indirect. It's direct. There's a direct relationship between the amount of the word of God in the system and the number of disciples having a hundred percenter leaders doesn't mean you have the output of a hundred percenter leaders. Only ten are useful. The amount of God's word in the system, the leaders reading books, soaking messages, having their quiet time, the number of leaders who are in control of God's word will reflect the number of useful disciples. And he says, even the, apparently, the priests were disobedient. I thought it was only Oibi Cathedral. So, the number of priests who were obedient also increased. Don't you think that if we had people who were into knowledge, you see, people who don't know anything, even their understanding of things is so low. They get offended easily. Well, I, I, have, I, have, I personally have directly related offense to two things. Pride and lack of intelligence. You can be very intelligent, but if you are proud, that, the pride reduces your intelligence and brings you low. I'm teaching I said, you've been to university, you've got masters, you are an intelligent person, but your level of pride and arrogance now reduces your intellectual capacity because pride pride 
pride disorganizes and, and debases your capacity for analysis. When you are proud, you don't know how to analyze. You can't think well. It swells you. I'm saying that I've, I've now, at my age, I know two types of people who get offended easily. One is those people who are not intelligent, not properly educated. And one is very educated who are arrogant. Both have the same level of capacity of analysis. Only humility makes you sane. You are sane and lucid to the degree that you are humble. So God always, you see that he lifts up the humble. Because when you are humble, your, 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 your mind works well. It's like not being under. See, when you are proud, you are under an influence. If I give you a bottle of beer to drink, and I give you a bottle of water, and after 30 minutes, I come to ask questions, you will speak nonsense to me. She will speak intelligently to me. Yes, because once your intelligence is tampered with, and it's not only drugs or alcohol, but it's also pride. The level of knowledge you have will give you humility. Those who don't know much, they are proud. Those who know a lot, they are very easy to talk to and, and reason with. But when pride enters, you see that intelligent people have become fools. So like you, very intelligent in high school, make sure you are humble. Don't allow your money. Don't allow your position. Don't allow your beauty. Don't allow your shoes. Don't allow your cars. Don't allow. Because once pride sets in, you can't think. Pride is a drug. It's a what? It's a what? It's a drug. It de- deranges your algorithms. There is a direct relationship between pastors who are obedient and the amount of word in the system. Seals, you watch it. As we are beginning this night school, you are going to discover more flowing shepherds, more flowing leaders, more flowing basantel, more flowing choristers. Ah, choristers! From today, you have no all night. You can't have an all night when we are having, when we are having, um, uh, Nina. What's the name of the thing called? No, 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 no. The last time it happened was last Friday. No all night. None. Find somewhere and go and rehearse. You are here from 10 to 6 to 4. A lie. The semester goes on break for four weeks. Use the four weeks for your all nights. Hello? We are having nice school. And you are having rehearsals in the night school, during the night school. I'm going only breathing fornicators. The word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied. I said there is a direct link between the amount. Say amount. Like right now, the amount of God's word in the system in this church is what gives us the attendance we have. Now, the real meeting 
is now starting. I'm now going to start to talk about the 10 dangers of not being a scholarly pastor. The 10 what? 10 dangers. 10 dangers. <laughs> ten dangers or evils that befall pastors who are not scholarly, who don't embrace knowledge. 10 dangers that befall idiots. 10 dangers. Number one. <laughs> ten what? Ten dangers that befall non-scholarly pastors. Uh, you, you can't spell scholarly. Please put it up. Ten dangers. Somebody is looking in the air. It's like he's writing exams. And I just saw somebody looking in the air. Please uh, write it. Ten dangers that befall non-scholarly pastors. <laughs> Um, please stand to your feet and I want you to pray. 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 Pray for yourself right now. We are praying for wisdom. Pray about your scholarliness. Pray, everybody pray. Pray about your scholarliness. Scholarliness. Scholarly. Scholarly. Lift your two hands that you will be a lover of knowledge.
Ask God for the spirit of wisdom. Number one, have you written it? Put it up on the screen. Ten dangers that befall non-scholarly pastors. Ten dangers. Ah. Ten dangers that befall. What should we go to? I, I, I'll prefer, yeah, it's good, but I'll prefer remove the A, the A, and add S to the pastors. Because they are a group, it's not one person. They are not isolated, it's a group. Ten dangers that befall non scholarly pastors. Anybody who doesn't like knowledge, now we are starting the meeting. Ten dangers that befall non-scholarly pastors. Number one, the danger or evil of doing ministry without faith. Anybody who doesn't read, anybody who doesn't hear, 
anybody who doesn't watch Romans 10, 17. Any leader who doesn't read. Who doesn't hear. You are a basenta leader. You don't have any device. For listening to messages. Any leader who doesn't hear. Falls into the danger of operating in the ministry without faith. So, to start with, you are not pleasing God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. When you don't hear, you don't read, you don't have faith. And anyone who doesn't have faith, you have already started ministry displeasing God. Many of you here are write-offs. It says we who are not spiritual who have made you a leader. If God was here, he would not make someone like you a basenta leader. Kai! Why? Because, you see, you need faith. There must be some faith element. In be, that's why basental leaders only come with four members. Somebody was sent to a new area. He, he said, on Wednesday, he said, he will, on Saturday, he will fill a bus. Now, he doesn't have a bus. At the time he was saying, he had one member. I'm saying that the element of faith cannot be eliminated in the ministry. You will need to believe God and that belief fuels your actions. So when I put up data here and you see people who have got three, four, two, four, 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 five, three, two, one, one, you are looking at somebody who is doing the ministry without faith for bigger things. I had faith when I called for this meeting. I'm telling you that my leaders would come. I look at you. It's like a church service I'm having. Without faith, you can't step out to do anything for God. Pastors who are certain satellite churches, you must have faith to believe God that your church will work. You have a church, you have members, you are alone. You are alone. Jacob said, with one staff, I crossed this Jordan. Now I've become two groups, two companies. There's nothing. You must sing with faith. When you are climbing that stage to go and sing, you don't just say, eh, 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 Mommy, see, Mommy, see. David, Mommy, see. Mommy, see. Ancient, Mommy, see. Right inside. A pitor. When you are climbing, it's not see you are looking for. You have faith, Lord. God, have my young baby. Let them listen, Lord. Let me minister. Jesus, say, Amen. God is going to speak to you today. 
I believe God is saying to someone that your life is going to be made beautiful today. As I'm singing, you make my life so beautiful. And I see you have made me here. I'm not, I'm not here posing and checking my voice. I am ministering, believing God that the lives of these guys will be beautiful. You cannot sing without faith. If you sing without faith, so you go there and you are doing makeup. You are more interested in how the Facebook picture of you ministering will look. Your mind is on Facebook. Yes. I shouldn't go there. Okay, then I'm moving away from there. I can't preach without faith. I'm preaching, believing God that the things I'm saying will change somebody's attitude towards knowledge. It's a lack of faith. I mean, if CEOs would have faith that I am bringing 20 people today, I'm bringing 200, I'm bringing 180. I mean, people starting churches, you, you can say that my first meeting, there'll be 10 people there. Now, 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 do you have 10 members? Do you have 10 members? But because you have faith, that faith will propel you. And to have that faith, you must read, you must listen, you must watch. So there are two of them. He's going to his area. You are going to your area. But you are going there with banku and noise making and carnality. But he is there, Lord. I'm not going home tonight without five people. Tonight, my first outreach. Five. Because you must have five to have one. <laughs> you didn't get me. You must have five members. A church. Any church you see, a church is a balance. A church is the network, network of all your activities. Your outreaches and those who left, those who were angry, those who were bored, those who don't like charismatic churches, those who hate lighthouse because we are on the internet and all those things. So at any point in time, the members you will have sitting there is the total net of your activities minus those who must fall out. So if your activities don't yield a lot of people, those who fall out will cancel. You've gone to do outreach for a service on, man, on Sunday and you have got only five. And in the area, the five, four and a half of them don't like lighthouse. We don't do ministry with grammar. Lord, as I'm going to visit my members, I, I, if I don't have three, three people to witness to, I'm not going back home. Won't you look for three? Abba. I'm saying that the reason why you are operating at the level you are operating is because you are not having faith. There's no faith in what you are doing. You're not believing God for anything. That's why a Basante leader will join his four members or another, another four so they bass one. Because he's not, there's, no, there's no faith element. Why is there no faith? Is he a bad person? Is he a fornicator? Is he a smoker? Is he a devil? No, he is good. His problem is that he doesn't read. He doesn't study. 
he doesn't have knowledge. Is the knowledge, but if I, have, if I have knowledge that my sister went to a new area and in, in her first meeting she had seven people, that knowledge will propel my faith to also have eight or seven. If I don't know anything, two is a crowd. So many of us are playing instruments without faith. Yes, doing video without faith, ministering without faith, singing without faith, bassing without faith. I know somebody, first week he had one bass, second week two basses, third week three basses. The last time I heard of him, three weeks at a place he was having a breakfast meeting. Wake up, stop what you are doing. Three weeks. How many weeks? Three. He was having a breakfast meeting. How many? How long have you been at your place? Where you are now? How long have you been there? One month. And how many breakfast meetings have you had? None. It's not funny. He saw me having a breakfast meeting. Were you here when I was having a breakfast meeting? He also, he also saw me, and his faith. How many weeks? <laughs> there is no excellence in our work because there is no faith. Faith changes the color of anything you are doing. It makes you radical. Nobody stops people who have faith. You can't stop a man with faith. So you see that those with faith, they will go to school, they will be in the university, they will attend aeronautical, whatever. They will be professors, but they will still bomb themselves. Because you, nothing stops a man with faith. He has a wife. His, one of them, the 9-11 guys, his wife had just delivered a baby. When? Just delivered a baby. A new baby couldn't stop a man with faith. How can you, a pastor, You won't come to church because your wife has delivered. (laughs) 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 Your wife has delivered. (laughs) 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 Pastor, I can't come. I don't know where he is. My wife has delivered. There's no story I'm telling you with yourself. My what? My wife. Delivered. Delivered. Let me ask you. No faith. Ah. Where is this girl? This is a woman. This is her. This is her. Where is Richard? Where is Cecilia? She's somewhere. That's her. She, the woman at the back, she saw this girl and said, Ah, you are in labor. So, we lay Weber. Lay Weber. We, we, are, we are filling the church with members to say labor. She couldn't feel it. She took her to some corner and checked her, and the baby's head was coming out. She couldn't feel it. Appa! You are due in two weeks' time. You have taken your holiday already. Two weeks. Mommy, when eventually you were taken to the hospital, 
How many hours did it take for the baby to come out? When you go to the hospital, do the hospital. Try two, try two. How many hours? You were there for how many hours and the baby came? Okay, so we arrived around 10 something. I think the baby came around 11, 20. 45 minutes, 50 minutes, less than one hour. Somebody goes there for two days. I mean, what she went to do? Any woman will go there one day, 24 hours. And they'll be, they'll be walking around. I said, yeah. They'll be, they'll be moving around like that. Call me with Jimmy Bob. Ima, Ima, we are Kwasia Pal, Kwasia Penny. time she was bussing. Faith cannot stop a woman who wants to feel a bus. Faith! No pregnancy can stop a woman with faith. Labor cannot stop a woman who has faith. Abba! People have cancer. They are sitting here. You got COVID two months ago. You know why? A man will take some t- days off because his wife has delivered. You know why? A woman is due in two weeks' time. She stops search because there is no. F- the feeling I'm having now, <laughs> even if I'm, I'm in labor, I can't. Oh, but you don't know. Adenta is. That's, that's his church. I crawled to church. 515, 520 p.m. Me. Back pain. I crawled. You cannot stop a man who has faith. Nothing. Not education. Not a pregnancy. Not having a baby. Not having money. Osama Bin Laden is a millionaire. If not a billionaire. Google the Bin Laden family in Saudi. They, they, are, they are like, like road mega contractors. Bin Laden. Bin Laden. Faith couldn't stop him. He was living in the caves of Afghanistan. That man could buy a golden aeroplane. You, you don't know Bin Laden. Bin Laden. The diamonds. Filthy rich. He was living in the caves of Afghanistan. Faith has left the church. Faith has left the church. Father, I can't continue this message. Faith, Father, the, the disciple, you can sit down. The disciple said, Lord, if that is the case, then increase our faith. 
And I'll tell you, you will increase your faith by reading, watching, getting close to those who are doing it. Abba. There's no faith now. All we are left now is fine doctors, beautiful businessmen, businessmen, lovely, polite, polite pastors, well-mannered wives, great. You, you are from Equiapim? Yes. Equiapim? There, there's no one higher than people in, from Equiapim in terms of respect. And even if they are insulting you, they will beg you to insult you. I'm very sorry I've made you laugh, but I'm at the height of pain that the church, what we have left is tired pastors, educated men, pregnant wives, polite women, rich men. Oh, but where is faith? Where is faith? If we had faith, you would say that this Saturday, I'm bringing a bus. You start fasting. You start moving. Where is the faith? No wonder. We can't rise above four members. <laughs> no wonder. New converts. We can't find them. We give, we lead them into Christ, and they walk them through here by the garden to the back and they are told to leave the church and go have you ever seen a new convert who is a percentage leader who is a main person who has been we've been doing this for three years four years where are they where are they because the people caring for them have no faith they've never read any book about soul winning and caring for souls retention evangelism um, um, uh, uh, um, um, what's the name of that thing? Uh, yeah, 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 in mega church. Yes, yes, yes. Retention evangelism. You've not read it. I mean, there is nothing you have read that has boosted your excitement about how to care for souls. I'm preaching. You are insulting me. That is not time. What's wrong with you? Why? You have no faith. You don't hear. You don't read. When was the last time you read the book about the care of souls? Like you have read the, your betrothed's own, Lester Samuel's own, the messages that the prince has taught about the care of converts, Bishop Dax comes about, about care of converts. Man, there's no reading. So, so there's no faith. And once there's no faith, anything that, is, that has momentum will overpower you. Most of us here are run down relics. Except the few with faith. SEO says, this year, I will never fall behind. No, 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 no. If I do fall below my previous week's target, it means the next week I'm rising higher than the height from which I fell. There's no one. Because you don't read any books that challenge you to read about others who did it and made it and got it. I get hungry easily. But today, I'm fasting till 6 p.m. by faith. Today. 
that's the danger that befalls men and women who are not scholarly. You think scholarliness means that these doctors, they are too known because he went to medical school. He wants everyone to read. And then ministry, they are anointing. Anointing, you must be scholarly to be anointed. Idiots are not anointed. Go back. Ah, but who was more anointed than Paul and Daniel? Jesus, he went to the synagogue and when he opened the, the, the scroll, he found the place. If the verse was here, he found it. No concordance. You are a fool to think that anointing is just by being in the gardens and praying. Because you heard that Bishop Dark said you should remove his shirt and pray in the garden. You also go and remove your shirt. Meanwhile, even the hair on your your chest is like savannah grassland. Cover yourself. Bishop that God Mills did not just remove his head to pray. He, the, I've not found a more studious and a more scholarly pastor. He said it. At any, ah, he's the one who taught us how to have quiet time from two books. I don't blame you. You don't even watch flow prayer. They're not involved. I don't blame you. Like, like he reads, he has a quiet time in Jonah and also a friend is saying, First Thessalonians. And books. He, but I read it. He's reading different books at the, at the same time. A little here, he's watching. The, the mind, you can never believe and behave beyond your level of knowledge. I'm very surprised you don't understand what I'm saying. So next week I'll ask Pastor Ekins, he teaches well to explain the points. There's no faith. There's no faith. I crawled it. I was not well. Small no, I'm not well. My hair has done this. I'm offended. You, you can't even stay in the church by believing God. A little thing, you're offended. We go find you. You are, we are not around. They said this, my this. And, 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 I mean, <laughs> the last one I heard, I, I, I almost fell. <laughs> I almost fell. But I would not even say it. Because as a bishop will go, everything he hears, he's preaching with it. <laughs> the evil, number one, is the evil of doing ministry without faith. If you say to yourself that your first church service, where are you going, sir? I'm not here. Your first church service, there must be 10 people sitting down. It will change how you behave. I must do this by this time. I must fail this, these chairs. I must have this, this number of shepherds. I must have this number of basentes by this time. Won't it drive you? Your momentum is driven by your strength, the strength of your faith. And your faith level is determined by what you are hearing and watching and reading and listening. That's it. Faith, it comes by hearing. So those who don't hear have no faith. So, so your, 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 your output is the output of a natural man. Oh, but the day we have men of faith who saw a video and saw something. Most of what I've done, this, these lines here, I saw it in Ivory Coast. 
in a church. And I had faith that I could do it. I had faith. I combed everywhere, did all the research, and I did it. This course, I saw a picture on Facebook, uh, 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 on the internet, Google. I Googled courses. I went down, 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 down. And I saw it. There's nothing like this in the whole of Africa. This cross here, there's only one in town. When he came here and he saw what was here, this thing, it constructed by arc welders, but 12 hours of construction. Construction. Welders with fire, with sparks. I mean, different. Please find the scripture. Disciples asking Christ to increase their faith. We are going to pray. We are going home. Lord, increase my faith. No, no, no. It's wrong. Without faith, you cannot please God. Many of you, you, you are not pleasing God. You are, no, you are not making God happy. The apostle said to the Lord, Increase my faith. And if you pray that prayer, I don't see you these days. Are you in this church? I don't see you. Are you in redemption? Shine. You are in shine. I hardly see you. Are you in my meetings? Sorry? No, you're one of my top leaders from Adenta. Oh, were you not in Adenta? Oh, no, uh, you? I'm here, yes. But I, I, I've worked with you before. Is, is this, uh, um, what's the name? Bas. Yes. He's fizzled out. He's fizzled out. Because he has problems that we don't have. I can't find him. He was one of my top leaders. Top leaders. All of you fizzled out. Are you in any, any ministry in the church? Any ministry you are doing in the church? Faithfully come and I see you in church. Are you? No faith. You are run down and run down by everything. I am not more righteous than you. I'm not more special than you. No. You'd be surprised that I am more sinful than you. Abba, why don't you remember Madras were in the hall of faith? Rahab was a prostitute. Was a what? It's not what. How you believe in God? If you believe in God. Nothing can stop you. I don't know what is next for you. I'll be surprised to see you in this church in three years' time. It will really be a surprise. Then it means that God is doing a new work. There's nothing you are doing in the church. Not even you much. Not much of, but this one who was a top leader in the church. So likely that from this level, you are going to be the one attacking the church. The next group, you'll be the one leading them. Because all of us are evil. All of us. I'm an evil person. What keeps me is what I'm doing. Once I stop this, the evil takes over my life. I'll tell you again. I am not more righteous than you. It's your level of belief in God. 
that has inundated your life. Nothing you are doing. Do you know what I'm going through as I stand here? You know the problems I've had in the past one year to be still pastoring? Are you aware of my problems? Have you heard? You've not heard anything I've gone, I'm going through? Sorry? You've heard nothing about me? Because you're not even interested. You're not interested. You've not heard anything about what I'm going through. You're not interested. So, so what are you doing here? As, you are here as what? You brought your mother here. So, so what are you doing here? To do what? It's a convocation of church workers. What are you doing here? You shouldn't have come here. What are you doing here? All of us. What is keeping us normal? And we look powerful and we look very anointed. What is keeping us is the work. I'm saying again, mommy, don't, please don't look at me as some great pastor, some right. Hey, he's into ministry and he, like, he's, the way he understands the scripture, hey, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I have no idea what I'm going through. Shut up! Shut up! I can give you a message now. If you listen to the message, something will fire you. But like one pastor said, you will be enfired. I don't know where you got that word from. <laughs> You'll be enfired. <laughs> no reading, no listening, no interest, nothing. They say no nothing. And I'm warning you and all of you here, get involved. Get involved before you change. We are not good, though. We are not good. Only the, this work is just the little we are doing to keep us normal. You are not better than the pastors and the people who are doing what they are doing. We are not better. Don't see yourself as like you, like you, me. How, how can I ever? Me, t- t- take Bishop Dagwood. Me, call, hey, me, how? Stop it. Stop it. When the word, take me there in that book again. At, the word of God increased. And the number of the priests were obedient. Lift your two hands. Lord, increase my faith. Niko sa 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 Lift your hands, everybody. Pray, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith, oh God. Hallelujah.